You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to episode number 21 of The Happy Gynecologist, rewriting your burnout story. Before we get started, I have to tell y'all, I've been having to manage my mind a lot, a lot around toddler beds and twins (laughs) and potty training. It's really difficult, y'all. So... For those out there that are new, I have a six-year-old and then I have three-year-old boy-girl twins. And I recently had to move the twins to toddler beds, kind of without any warning. (laughs) And let me tell y'all, it's been an interesting transition. (laughs) So like that combined with them wanting to drop their naps and then combined with potty training, it's like freaking pandemonium at our house sometimes. (laughs) Maybe some of you guys out there have twins and you can give me some advice. Um, you know, whenever we had our oldest, like going through all this stuff, it was so simple. Like (laughs) she would get up and go to the bathroom and then usually go back to bed or like she would come out and, you know, like ask a question, like, you know, the whole toddler stick of like, I need a glass of water or that whole thing. But for the twins, we're even struggling to like keep them in their beds just to sleep. (laughs) And like, it's not like they come out and and want to sleep in our beds or anything like that. No, like they just want to get up and run around and literally drag all the toys out or all the diapers out or whatever, um, or just wake each other up. (laughs) If we take everything out of the room, they just wake each other up. So, you know, and then it's like this mixed message of like, no, you have to stay in your bed, but yeah, you have to get up and go to the potty. (laughs) It must be very confusing for them. So it's just so different, y'all. Like, it's so funny. Every time I get to one of these milestones, it's funny to see how different it is with the twins. So any twin moms out there with mom advice, you send it my way. (laughs) The other thing that I want to tell you guys about is my program, which is Quit Your Burnout, Not Your Job. My program is enrolling for another round very soon. Okay. Later this month, March, 2021 is whenever we're talking about. Okay. So here in a few weeks, enrollment is going to open again. So if you guys are interested in hearing more, um, or getting some of the details, um, or even signing up, I want you to go find me. And so you can keep up with all the newest info, either on Instagram at coach miles MD, or go to my website. So you can get on my email list and I can send you all the details. Um, and kind of give you all the information about the program and tell you when enrollment opens. Um, and, uh, and so I can, can invite you to some webinars that I have coming up in case you'd like to learn more. Okay. On my website, you can go over to uh, coach-miles.com forward slash enrollment info. And so that's like coach-miles.com forward slash enrollment info. So go sign up so I can make sure you get all the latest info um, because that's going to be coming up very soon. And I'm so excited. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So let me know if you guys need anything. Okay. Um, So today we're going to be talking about a topic that is super helpful when dealing with burnout. And that is that we can decide what the story is about our job or about our home life or about whatever aspect of life we want. And so, you know, if you remember back, like when we talk about burnout, your brain does several things. And the first thing it does whenever it's in burnout is it goes into this chronic version of fight or flight, right? So you're like in this like fight or flight mode, but chronically, and you get where you're just trying to survive, right? 
whenever you're in that place, usually your primitive brain is doing a lot of the thinking, okay? So your primitive brain is kind of running things. And if you remember, we talked about the primitive brain in earlier episodes, okay? So go back to episode number seven if you're not really sure what I'm talking about. If you remember, like, your primitive brain, um, if it's in charge, its job is to keep you alive, okay? (laughs) So um, chronic stress equals your primitive brain is in charge a lot, okay? And so when your primitive brain is is trying to keep you alive, it's going to be looking for all the bad things around you that are happening. Okay, because it wants to keep you safe, right? It's looking for all the threats, all the danger. But what it doesn't realize is that even though it's used to, you know, it's evolved to look out for like the lion that's trying to find us and eat us, like, it doesn't realize there aren't lions. So it thinks things that are threatening are like admin. (laughs) Or even the nurses or the patients or your spouse, okay, it it might, you know, be looking for these things in places that it shouldn't, okay? And so when it's in this pattern of chronic stress from burnout, it may see things as very negative. And so you may look at the world through this lens of burnout and it may all look kind of bleak. <laughs> it may all look kind of negative. And usually you don't realize that that's happening in the moment because you're in that burnout, you're in that, you know, primitive brain, and your primitive brain does not have the awareness that your prefrontal cortex has, okay? So it doesn't evaluate whether those thoughts are true. It doesn't think about its own thoughts. The primitive brain doesn't do any of those, okay? It's just like fight or flight, you know, save you from danger kind of stuff, okay? Keep you alive kind of stuff. So what this means is that, you know, we are looking through our life with a a lens of the primitive brain, okay, which is very negative. So for some of you, that means, okay, you don't like your job, you're looking for a new one, okay, or you keep finding all the terrible things at your job, and you hate it, right? For some of you, that means that maybe you're frustrated a lot more at home with your spouse or your partner, and you notice all the negative things that they do, right? You ever have days like that? You're just like, all the things drive you nuts, right? That's probably your primitive brain at work. It's trying to find all the negatives. So for some of you, it means you're fighting with your work partners or you're frustrated with the nurses more, okay? For some of you, it may look like blaming admin and thinking, oh, if admin only understood what was really happening, this would be better, (laughs) right? So what I want you to know is that this is the story that your primitive brain has, has made, in your brain, right? Unconsciously. And it's just a collection of your thoughts. What I know is that usually very few of them are factual, (laughs) but they are how we experience our job and how we experience our life, right? So even if we think something is true, it, if it's very negative, it's going to make us feel negatively, right? So by starting to look at the story that we have about our job or about our life and we start to examine it with curiosity, we can ask ourselves, is that really a fact? (laughs) We can start to realize that our brains sometimes tend to get carried away, okay, with like the negative Nancy stuff. So now, sorry, I'm not trying to offend any Nancys out there. I actually know some really nice Nancys. Uh, (laughs) The Nancy I know is like, the nicest person I know. Um, Anyway, so uh, it can get carried away with this like negativity streak, right? 
So now I'm not saying that you'll, if we question this and we get curious about it, that you'll find out your job is actually rainbows and unicorns. But what I will say is that you might realize that the burnout has affected your ability to even see the good parts of your job, right? Because if your primitive brain is kind of in charge and running the show, it's so used to dealing with that chronic stress, it's marked all these other things as threats it needs to save you from, right? So if you're if your primitive brain is like, yeah, every time we go to work, you're really stressed. Um, we need to escape the the threat. We need to either fight or flight, right? It's going to, of course, look at all the negatives. Okay, so of course it will. So as an example, I would like to tell you what my burnout story used to be. The story I used to <laughs> tell myself or the story that I had about my job I didn't realize for a long time that it was just a story, but it was a collection of my thoughts about my job. And then I want to tell you what that story is now, okay? And what I want you to know is that this first version of the story is one I told myself for a long time, right? Is the one I told myself for even a couple years after I left the job. And it definitely um, was not serving me. It made me feel terrible anytime I would think about it, Okay. And here's how it went, okay? So um, this story went, I worked as a solo OB in a rural town with very limited support. One month into my practice, my partner left and they were never uh, never able to actually hire a replacement. So it was just me all alone with all these patients, okay? A year into practice, I got pregnant with twins and the company I worked for didn't even care. They didn't even do anything to prepare, even though I told them I might go into labor early or I might have problems, and that they needed to have a plan. I worked my ass off making them money while they did nothing to prepare. And then at 22 weeks, I went on bed rest because I had cervical insufficiency. Right? I was out of work for three months prior to even having the twins. And then I took three months after for maternity leave. And the company I worked for didn't even check on me while I was out. They didn't care. They only told me how much money I was losing them by being out. And then whenever I returned to work, it was another six months before they reopened labor and delivery. Once they reopened it, I didn't have enough help and it was unsafe. So I turned in my notice and I quit my job. Okay. So that used to be my story. (laughs) I, um, like even telling you this, like I can feel the emotions that, um, were from that story as I just read it to you. And they're all really terrible. They're real shitty. (laughs) But you know what? Like, I decided that that story wasn't serving me. And even though that was all very true to me, it felt very true. But by examining it, I realized it wasn't as factual as I thought it was. (laughs) And anytime I thought about this, this job that I had, I felt super awful about how things went down. And I spent a lot of like emotional energy thinking about it. Um, I spent a lot of time and, and just emotions on it, just feeling bad. So I decided that I needed to rewrite this story. And so that's what I did. Okay. To do this, I literally wrote down other ways to think about what happened. I thought about what an outsider might have seen. I asked myself, okay, but what were the good aspects of how things went? How did it go perfectly for me? Okay. And you'll see the story is not rainbows and unicorns, but this is how it went. Okay. I worked in a a small town as a doc with help from locums 
and another doc that would take call once a week. I was grateful for his support and the care he gave my patients. When I got pregnant with twins, I worried that I would have complications, but my job was confident that it would work out. When I went on bed rest at 22 weeks for cervical insufficiency, my job worked to care for my patients swiftly and gave me privacy at the same time. The company I worked for, unfortunately, had to worry about finances a lot as I contributed, contributed to a lot of their business. But they made it work, and I was able to return to my job even after being out for six months. Once I was back, I was thankful to have some time to get the twins sleeping better before I resumed deliveries uh, at night. Once labor and delivery opened, I was so overwhelmed um, that I didn't know what to do. And I didn't have coping mechanisms yet because I hadn't learned these skills that I now know. So I turned in my notice. I certainly learned a lot at that job and now think of it fondly. So that story is also very true for me, y'all. It feels much more true for me now than the previous one. And no wonder I was burnt out, y'all. My brain was in chronic fight or flight, um, you know, from work and being, you know, a, a new OBGYN um, with a lot of business. I was very busy. And that was putting me in chronic fight or flight because I didn't know how to deal with that kind of stress or those emotions. And then I threw in twins on top. So, of course, my brain was trying to protect me from all the bad things about my job. Of course it was. It was pointing out all those negative things. And so the story it told me was that first one about how terrible it was. And that's why I need to quit. Right. And maybe it was at that time, you know, it all worked out how it was supposed to, I think. But so what I want you to know, though, is that like now I truly do think back on my job fondly. And like I have a lot of, um, I guess, gratitude towards how it all worked out. Uh, But it took some working on that. Okay, And so what I want you to do is I want you to look at your job and start evaluating kind of what your story is. You may not even be aware that it is a story, okay? What I want you to do is just write down your thoughts about your job. Write it all down. And then start to reread it and ask yourself, you know, a couple questions. Ask yourself, okay, is that really a fact? Like, go through each line and be like, is that a fact or is that a thought? Because you might think the whole story is factual. You might think that that's just what happened, that those are the facts. But so often whenever you write the story down you can see that there aren't actually many facts involved okay in my story there were three facts and these were them i was pregnant with twins 22 weeks i went on bed rest for cervical insufficiency and lnd opened six months after i returned those were the only facts right a fact is something everybody would agree on okay and so really i should probably like add that like cervical insufficiency like twins you know like I'm sure like a few of you MFMs out there may not all agree (laughs) so hey just kidding guys I love you guys um but you know if there's two doctors in a room there's like five opinions right so um the rest all of that crap was my thoughts and it was my primitive brain trying to protect me right it was in the chronic fight or flight add some stress add some health problems add some twins of course it's going to show me this version that is terrible. It's trying to save me. It's trying to say, run away, flight. <laughs> right? So the good thing is, is that, you know, the rest of them are thoughts. And what do we know about thoughts? That we can change them, right? Now, my new version of the story is not rainbows and unicorns. It still sounds like a rough time in my life, right? But I no longer feel terrible whenever I think about that job or think about the past. 
or how things went down, right? What I want you to know is that the past is just a collection of your thoughts. It's the things we have, you know, in our head about what was going on about life, you know. It's always open for a new interpretation, okay? To tell yourself, you know, or show yourself maybe that your past is just a collection of your thoughts. Think about a vacation you went on 10 years ago. I would bet whoever you went on that vacation with would have a whole different story of how that went than you did, right? It's kind of like whenever you're a kid and you go on vacation like with your family, you go on like a family trip. As a kid, you're like, this is awesome, <laughs> right? But you ask your parents about that vacation and they're like, oh yeah, that was a long road trip, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it's all about your thoughts. It's just a collection of your thoughts. And so the good news is, is they are always open for new interpretation. So try this out. Let me know how it goes. Go rewrite your story um, that your primitive brain has been telling you about work. Or maybe it's just about home or something going on somewhere else in your life. You can do this anywhere in your life. Okay. So go do it. Then go leave me an iTunes review. (laughs) I know you guys thought you were going to get away without that. Uh, No, I do appreciate y'all for leaving those. It really helps a girl out so I can get this word out there. All right. Thanks, y'all. I'm going to leave you to it. We'll talk again next week. Have a great week. Bye. Thanks for joining me today on The Happy Gynecologist. If you have questions or comments, head on over to my website, coach-miles.com, or follow me on Instagram at coachmilesmd. I'd also love it if you left me a review on iTunes. See you next week.